0: To get started, visit plushcare.com weightloss. That's plushcare.com weightloss. Hello, my name's Stuart Miles and welcome to the Pocket Limp Podcast. As CES starts to get underway, Samsung has lifted the lid on its 2021 TV offering for this year. Pocket Limp's Rick Henderson joins us to talk about what the company has in store for us when it comes to watching TV in your home. Meanwhile I've been talking to Novato Systems a company that has created a groundbreaking new technology called sound beaming which it says projects sound directly outside the user's ear without the need to wear any physical device or without disturbing people nearby sounds crazy doesn't it well stay tuned to find out how it works what are the implications and how headphones could become a thing of the past in the future and pocket Lens reviews editor mike lowe is here to talk to us about zte's latest smartphone the zte axon 20 5g it's the first smartphone to have an under the display front facing camera but does it work mike gives us his verdict on the new 5g handset from the company but first back to you rick tell us more
1: about what samsung has announced well, Samsung has kind of kicked off this year's CES, which is a CES quite unlike any other we've had, mm. thanks to the pandemic. It's all virtual, um, which is uh, of benefit to us in the UK because we don't have to stay up hideously late. Yeah, to I venue. must admit, I'm not, uh, I'm not missing the jet lag this yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Um, but what it did is it had um, its first look event. It's going to have several events for different types of products over the forthcoming week, etc. But its first event was entirely about its televisions. And the biggest surprise of all of its television announcements is that it is embracing mini-LED. Now, Samson had already announced, about two years ago, wasn't it, The Wall, which was a micro-LED yeah. TV. So people can be excused for being a little confused.
0: And there was that micro-LED Announcement just before Christmas, wasn't there? They said it's now becoming more accessible and we're only gonna make it we're now not only a hundred inch, but now we're gonna make it eighty-five inch, because that's what you need.
1: Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> and um and the micro LED TVs that they're uh they're now pushing out, um, can also be installed by the user rather than needing uh custom installation. Um but that aside, um the confusion will be that mini-LED and micro-LED are two totally different technologies. Um, one, micro-LED uh, refers to uh, self-illuminating pixels, much like OLED, but, uh, but done in a sort of like a, a, um, a non-organic way. So that they don't deteriorate over time, whereas mini LED entirely refers to the backlight of the new televisions, the QLED, the Neo QLED TVs, which Samsung has announced. Now, Mm -hmm. mini LED is is um, will also uh, improve normal LCD and LED TVs greatly to the extent where. Black levels will be very dark, deep and involving and colours will be saturate, uh, better saturated and HDR response will be uh, uh, better. The difference with mini LED and other technologies is that they can also uh, provide incredible brightness. Much better than OLED. So while it won't be quite as good as OLED, I think this is a major breakthrough for LCD TV technology because this backlighting is quite extraordinary, really, when you see it up up close.
0: And that was, obviously, there's a new line. There's the Neo range
1: of TVs
0: which are going to use this. How does that, do you think that's going to compare against the, QLED stuff that they've already got, the other bits, are we going to see, is there a huge
1: drastic change in the picture quality, do we think? I think that's, that's the key, yes. There will be a a. I mean, let's face it, the Samsung QLED TVs, because Samsung has always non, not embraced OLED, right? It's the one manufacturer yeah. that absolutely turned its back on it and said that its QLED panels were just as good. And everything I've seen of QLED in literally, just by going to Curry's or any other retailer, uh, and actually looking at it on on the floor when we could, um, and uh, and I've been very impressed by Samsung's QLED TVs. These propose to be even better still, um, because they what what Mini LED does is it it, it it basically it puts thousands and thousands of tiny LEDs in the backlight, so that they can switch them off individually as as needed by zones. But basically, there's no light bleed, no light bleed whatsoever. So it looks perfect absolutely perfect but it's but combined with that is samsung's new technologies um including neo quantum processing i think they call it <laughs> um, which it which uses um multiple ais and multiple neural networks to... someone has clearly been watching the matrix too much over the last couple of months <laughs> it's, <lockdown>. it's crazy <laughs> the wording is i mean that's typical of ces just generally isn't it yeah. so many buzzwords and so many strange headlines i remember being at one ces and it said we uh we give you surround sound for your eyes see this Always what you need.
0: why 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 you need surround sound for your eyes surely that's <laughs> you know the way to do it so now talking of buzzwords one of the buzzwords i picked up from from watching the event as well, was screens everywhere. And so how are they kind of dealing with that? Is it just the Neo stuff that they're bringing out?
1: I think I think that basically refers to the fact that Samsung has, has gone away from just creating traditional televisions, um, as it had in the past, to making many different form factors or or types of TV, um, which uh, we saw last year with the Cero, I think it was called, which can... Uh, turn around to be in um portrait mode as well as yeah as well as horizontal so um it's uh to to sort of reflect the content say tiktok for example on your phone now that's aimed at a very specific audience but what it means is is that there are lots of different tvs for lots of different examples and and situations you might have around your home so their screen everywhere philosophy is put a tv in every room but put a t- but not just have a tv in every room but have a screen dedicated to the purpose of that room which right. is um essentially just try, trying to flog us more tvs because quite <laughs> frankly um we've we all have really good tvs now i mean 4k has been around for quite a while now um and 4k tv sales have really expanded and grown during lockdown that's for sure or or during the uh, the pandemic phase so how do you sell people more TVs when they've quite recently only bought TVs? So uh so Samson's saying, Now treat your bathroom to a TV. Now treat your garden to it. That was the funniest one. <laughs> it's treat your garden to a TV.
0: Yeah, well, I mean what do you mean your garden doesn't have a TV? This is outrageous. <laughs> uh. You can't escape them. No, so okay, so that's so this is Samsung's launch. We've obviously it'd be worth mentioning very quickly. We're filming, we're recording this before CES has properly kicked off. It kicks off on the eleventh of January. Um, we've still got a number of other other TVs. What's the big headline? That is there any big headlines we're expecting
1: over the rest of the week? Well, uh, LG, um, who uh, traditionally always has some quite exciting TV announcements, um, is. Uh, about to announce its own mini led tvs um to give people that sort of like that bridging part where if they can't quite afford a flagship oleds panel then they could afford one of their many mini led tvs instead um, they've also very recently announced but are going to show during their virtual presentation the uh, a A curved tv that is one of those auto curving uh, displays but that's mainly for gamers because Mm. while it can be used as a display a 2d display to watch television on or do anything that's normal um, it can also press a button and it can curve around a 1000r the pc gaming community call them um, to have a, a curvature so that as a single player in the middle of this display you can you get a sort of like an even image around you it's great for gaming we've tried curved tvs for tv in the past and they're pretty useless because if you've got more than two more than one person viewing them at opposite angles they're not great
0: still to come mike gives us his verdict on the zte axon 25g
2: it's so the area where the camera is it's it's almost like a little mesh like it's like a pixel on pixel off pixel on pixel off kind of thing so you don't really see it unless you really like properly look up close.
0: The headphone market is not only huge, but still growing as more and more of us take to immersing ourselves into a soundtrack that isn't just what's around us. The problem is, though, is that headphones can be cumbersome, easily lost and need recharging. But what if you could ditch all that for a technology that sounds and feels like you're wearing a headphone still but without actually wearing them? That's the premise behind a new technology called sound beaming from Novato Systems. Developed over the last decade, the technology uses a 3D sensing module to locate and track a user's ear position, sending audio via ultrasonic waves to create focused sound pockets beside your ears. According to Novato, the user is able to hear the audio 3D or even novel spatial 3D sound within the pockets without wearing any physical device. And they move their head; the sound pockets follow, creating a free and natural way to listen like never before. Now, before Christmas, I spoke to Dr. Christoph Ramstein, the CEO of the company, to talk about the technology, the use applications, and when we might actually stop using headphones altogether. I started by asking him to explain how the technology actually worked.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a it's a brand new uh, type of uh, sensory listening a technology that is beaming, uh, sounds just outside of your ears. It creates actually pockets of energy that are going to be creating audible, uh, sounds. Uh, and to do that, uh, it is, uh, using ultrasounds that have been beamed. So there's beam forming being created. Uh, and thanks to a 3d depth camera that's on uh, the device, Uh, We have the ability to really track exactly where the location of your ears are so we can always follow you when you move your head, make sure that the sounds are being produced exactly outside of your ears. And so what that is uh, actually creating is not just the fact that you have two invisible headphones, uh, one next to each ear, but now you can create 3D sounds because each of them can create uh, the sound like it would be on your real headphones. But the thing is, you do not have in, uh, any you don't have any wearable device on your body. It's just beam from a device that's on your desk in your car, uh, on the soundbar for the TV, and it's beaming sound next to you. And the other thing that it's really doing is because we're beaming these pockets of sound just outside of your ear, yet just you will be able to hear it. There's a very high acoustic attenuation of minus 20 dB, which means that someone uh, sitting three feet or a meter uh, next to you, we only get 10% of the sound that you're getting.
0: So you talked about some of the benefits there of sort of in a car and, and things. Where do you see this product being, where do you see this technology being implemented and what kind of products? Because uh, majority of people, you know, if you had it on your phone, for example, then majority of the time when people are making calls or they're watching, you know, some, not necessarily watching something, but they, they've, their phone's in their pocket. And if it's got a camera, then you can't necessarily see it. So, where do you see this, this being implemented?
3: So, uh, the different use cases. Uh, but before I go there, Stuart, uh, if you don't mind. So, the core technology that uh, the differentiator and that Novato brings is really this beam forming sounds outside of your ear to make 3D and high attenuation. But then, on top of that, we're also leveraging the fact that we have a camera and a mic on the device to create a far more interesting. Uh, user experience uh, interfacing with the computer, by using face uh, expression uh, and um, emotion tracking in real-time combined with voice recognition. So now we have a device that not only brings the sound outside of your ear without any headphones, it also gives you a much natural, more intuitive, more versatile, multi-modal user interface that allows you to do that. So, which leads me to the use case. So, uh, definitely in the smart home. uh, uh, Homes where there is more and more people sharing the space and you want to have your private space. At the same time, you don't want to be cut off from others. So, when I do video calls, typically I have to wear my headphones because I don't want to bother people next to me. Now, with our technology, I don't have to wear headphones anymore. And I'm still part of the environment. I'm not cut from... Uh, my family is watching TV in the living rooms or uh, someone is doing something else. So video coding, playing game, a 3D games where you don't need the headphones and you really are into it with this very uh, user-friendly, uh, easy-to-use technology. Uh, it is watching movies. Again, I'm watching movies with my dad next to me. I watch it in English, he will watch it in German. We are next to each other with our headphones and we can have this translation. Um, It is about uh, fitness at home without wearing the the headphones. I can do my exercise uh, free of, you know, again, uh, having those devices on my body, but then still into it. Um, Mindfulness, you know, I'm trying to meditate, relaxing in the morning. You, You know, I don't have to wear anything, pure freedom, pure beauty. And you get the sound, they're in 3D. You don't bother people next to you. It's a very uh, elegant solution. So that would be for the smart home. But then when we go outside of the the house, like in the office, in the office space, we have, uh, as you know, the highest level of frustration due to noise distraction. Sixty percent of the people always complain about high noise distraction. So we help those cases by reducing this level of distraction without having to wear headphones. At the same time, we do video calls. Multiple people in different languages, and we don't bother uh, each other. And then eventually, outside of the home and outside of the office, there is uh, digital signage. Uh, there is where you know you walk in front of a display; it talks to you because it's 3D. You turn your head on your right, uh, and then the system identifies who you are in terms of age, gender, profile, and customizes the advertisement. Uh, it is about um, being in a bus and the driver or in a car and the driver only gets um, audio feedback from the outside, without right. having to wear headphones, etc, etc.
0: So you see, there's, there's lots of implications there. Where is this available now or is it still at the sort of demo concept stage? So, and- currently
3: we have. Uh, so, so, the uh, the product, the Soundbeamer, is going to start shipping in um, December 2021, uh, 12 months from now, hopefully a little bit earlier. Uh, we have uh, been partnering with uh, the largest uh, product manufacturer, Foxconn, uh, starting this year. Uh, so, Foxconn uh, is going to help us uh, and is helping us bring the uh, device uh, to market. We're going to be announcing uh, in January a founder uh, edition of this uh, device with uh, pre-sales that are starting uh, around the CES time frame.
0: How did the, the inventor come up with this idea? How, how you know, how where did it, what, what's the thinking behind it? You know, that that eureka moment?
3: Yeah, so actually uh, Tomer, Shani, and uh Noam Babayev, uh, two friends from universities, uh, decided years ago to uh, really create a transforming way of listening to sounds. Uh, at the time, they were always concerned by why do I have to wear headphones to get personal sounds, and so they say, "Well, uh, this there needs to be there has to be a solution," and that's how they came up with. This uh, brilliant idea of using ultrasound to create uh, to beam mm-hmm. sounds just outside of your uh, of your ears, and that's the when they st- uh, started the um, company out of uh, Israel. Uh, they started originally by just you know being in the garage, getting some kind of prototypes, and uh, and then in nineteen fourteen uh, we got some uh, family office uh, visionaries who just saw the tech and said, "Oh my god, this this has to be on the market," and decided to invest in the company.
0: And then you came on six months ago to sort of spearhead the next sort of stage of the business.
3: Yeah, correct. I mean, the the company really spent the past 10 years and tens of millions to really bring the tech to a point where it's mature and ready to go to market. And so I come from a very uh, strong background in uh, product. I was an executive at Logitech, head of engineering. Lots of experience in bringing products to market as well as licensing. And so uh, the company was looking for someone who had done that before, who has brought product, uh, now has to make it happen, has a design thinking mindset, has international experience working with people you know, uh, and uh, parts of the company across the, the globe. And that's what I joined about yeah, uh, June of this year.
0: And do you see that that is a, a way of of the technologies, do you, do you see it as a case of this is a, of something you'll make yourselves, and then you'll put into webcams or laptops, you know, monitors or laptop screens or cars, or, so or will you try and
3: that's a tip. We're product we, company. So we're going to start by uh, launching a product uh, in December with the pre sale starting in uh, January of this year. Then of course, you now we're working with Foxconn and other partners to make sure that the components of our technology can be easily licensed and distributed uh, to any big tech uh, company who wants to integrate this in their speakers, in their flat screens, uh, in their soundbars, eventually in the laptops and uh, tablets. So all the structure of the company has been organized in such a way that first we get a product out, but all the components that are in it will be part of, um, of a licensing scheme with a reference design that can be easily integrated uh, with uh, OEMs uh, and big tech companies' products.
0: And so if you're successful and this technology is proved to work and everybody wants to use it, <laughs> how long do you think it will be before the headphones of the current day are relics of the past?
3: Well, I think the, uh, the, the, the real key challenge to me is uh, how do we interface really with the AI of the future? I mean, we all know that uh, AI has made some huge uh, progress in how they uh, or it influences our lives. Uh, and to me, the question is, what is going to become the best uh, experience user interface with this AI? And I think that's where um, users really appreciate having an interface that combines the visuals, combines uh, voice recognition with speech synthesis, combines face tracking, face emotion, ambient noise, and sound beaming to really get into the best interface with the AI. And I think that's what Noveto is going to do, really being the uh, uh, AI platform for the communication of the future. And I- iPhones uh, and smartphones and Android phones won't be able to meet that need. There will be devices, but the interface with uh, the future is really something that requires multimodality. And that's really what, what we are uh, going to do the AI platform for communication of, uh, of the future. And how much time it's going to take is to me, look, all the smart speakers exist today. Uh, it's just speaking. Now, how do we bring this to the next level that is leveraging human senses in a multimodal way? Again, that, that, that's what uh, Noveto is doing and it will take uh, three, five years uh, where people realize, look, I want to communicate with other forms of intelligence in the normal way I communicate with my friends, parents, colleagues, and so on.
0: Now, some people would argue that the, one of the joys of a pair of headphones is that you can take them off and everything stops instantly. How do you stop if we're beamforming, uh, sound beaming all our different audios to you as you walk down the street, or if you're in your house and or whatever you know? It, it, it suddenly some some might argue that it sounds like a small child just screaming at you that you can't turn off how, how do how do you how do you how do you go about combating well
3: you, you just said it you just turn off i stop uh you don't smile look t- today our system has the ability to identify me smiling or not smiling looking or not looking so if i look at the device and show him uh, a face saying, look, stop, or just say stop, and it stops. That's, I think, really where I feel the future is going is how we intelligently interact with uh, others and with the AI of the coming uh, age. And that's really what uh, what we are bringing is much more than taking them off, is really literally telling what I want to do and based on my profile, my face, do I want it or not to just get it done, uh, removed automatically based on uh, what I typically do in this context
0: phone makers have been getting creative when it comes to selfie cameras we've had the notch the punch hole the pop-up and now it's the turn of the under display camera with the ZTE axon 25g the first phone to launch in the market with such a design and the axon 25g represents not only the first from a technological point of view thanks to the camera but a renewed push for the company to appeal to a wider Mm. audience now mike you've been using the new phone does it work? Is it any good so yeah it's it's a it's kind of a little glimpse into the
2: future, I suppose, because it does work. The camera is by and large hidden away. Um, you need to look very closely to notice it um and I think it's kind of going to set the the sort of precedent for what will come from some of the bigger manufacturers who aren't perhaps quite ready to to go that far yet because I suspect there's more research and development to be done to implement it slightly better in the future
0: now a lot of people have got a phone that has a punch hole or has a notch or has all those you know different variants or even just a camera in a bigger bezel and a frame do do we really need to worry about putting the camera underneath
2: um it's tricky to answer isn't it because when the the whole notch first happened there was quite a split of decision really people were like Oh my god! I can't believe that that's on an Apple phone. And then everyone kind of bought those devices and went. I don't even see it anymore. So I don't even think about it. Mm. But I suppose over time it has progressed, and you know it's got smaller. You, you've gone away from notches into little, you know, little holes. There's been moments when it's expanded again, like Samsung putting a, a dual um, selfie camera on, which is in a pill shape, um, and then made kind of a bigger opening on the front. So people are thinking about it. They are noticing it. Um, and when it's kind of roughly gone completely, it just gives the screen greater potential to kind of shine ultimately. So I think overall, there's definitely potential for it to make sense. In the case of this phone, though, because it's not sort of a super flagship, um, the bezel around the screen itself, although it's not massive by any means, it just doesn't quite highlight it perhaps as well as it could have. I think to really kind of sell it, you would need to get you know almost no bezel at all, kind of have a curved screen so that, the idea of that camera being more or less invisible then becomes you know really pushed to the fore because you see nothing except screen in your hand, basically.
0: And the pictures that resulted from it, the selfies, are they do you note it? I mean, is it got just a picture of your apps in front of you <laughs> it's sort of peering through?
2: Um, it's, so the, the area where the camera is, it's, it's almost like a little mesh. Like it's like a pixel on, pixel off, pixel on, pixel off kind of thing. So you don't really see it unless you really like properly look up close and then it does actually kind of affect the fidelity of what you're looking at in in those say apps if they happen to be over that area thing is app designers don't really make apps that actually cover that kind of part of the screen anymore because most people are used to that being either blacked out or where your thumb might be or whatever so by and large you, you won't see it because it's a black background but if you've got say as I have a video running in netflix or something and it's quite bright you might occasionally capture capture a glimpse of this kind of little fuzziness, which is a bit strange. So that's that's the thing that perhaps needs to be improved in the future. And
0: and, and likewise on the flip side, when you take the pictures, do the pictures have you got whatever's running on a screen in front of the camera at the time? Oh in the picture? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just imagine it's like what's that? Why have I got this like top of a an app icon on my face? No,
2: no or it totally sees through it. That's kind of the whole point. Um but the thing is with this device though, it the camera perhaps isn't that great, um, so although it works, it can see through the screen. It, it does what it's, you know what it sells and says on the tin. It just doesn't deliver like the best selfies ever. So again, it's kind of I think in many ways this phone is a thing to say, hey, we're here first. We've done this, you know, we, we've we've got it out there before anyone else, and done it reasonably well. And it kind of does spell the future. But there's definitely like improvements that can be made, be that a better camera system overall or just tweaks to design and things that would really amplify the whole point of, of that underscreen camera
0: being even less noticeable. Um, Beyond the camera is it a phone that you should consider? Um, I mean ZTE is
2: quite a unknown brand really in, in the west they have released some phones um, it's Something that I guess many consumers will want to consider Uh, as an unknown brand. It's not something you're perhaps going to gravitate towards. It's not necessarily easy to find either, but it's not expensive. It's like £420. Um, The specification is quite middling. The software is not too bothersome either. It kind of um, replicates Android with, with little bother. Uh, screens a decent size decent refresh rate so it's got quite a lot going for it um, as an overall Um, it's just really a case of how it's going to sell itself to to an audience here in the west really
0: and do you think you talked about this being sort of very early days for the technology obviously ZTE will continue to try and put it in their phones going forward one presumes do you think this will become the norm for most manufacturers in the next couple of years You'd think so.
2: Um, but saying that, we expected that, say, very imminent phones, we're assuming that the Galaxy S21 from Samsung, for example, was going to have this, it now appears from what we can tell that it won't. Um, so perhaps people aren't too worried that it it will become the next thing, or it will very just quietly become the norm. Um, it's actually quite difficult to say, because I thought, given one manufacturer's pushed it out there, that we'd see it absolutely everywhere very quickly. That doesn't look to be the case yet. So... I guess it's a case of wait and see
0: on this one. That's it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. Until next time, pip pip.
2: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.